I am so excited for today's episode. I had the pleasure to sit down and chat with Erin, the woman behind the Instagram, RDU Gems Raleigh Durham food blog. Erin is a digital creator and influencer. She has 10,000 followers on Instagram and is unearthing the best food gems in the area. I had a great time talking with Erin about her passion of exploring local restaurants and the owners and chefs behind them and creating a community along the way. I hope you enjoy our conversation. I went into teaching with an informed decision. I was a teaching fellow. So you have to do like all these years, you have to do all these hours, even starting freshman year. So like, if it's not for you, there's still hope you can change. And I was so determined. And I, and I really think in another life, I should have started an elementary teaching. And, Mm -hmm. and some of my mentors are like, you really would have been because like, I mean, not to brag. (laughs) No, go for it. That's what this is for, by the way. (laughs) No, but I I was passionate about it. So I that means like I did put in the extra hours and I love my kids. But because of the situation I was, I was studying to get my master's in education and I had the opportunity to go ahead and start getting paid as a teacher instead of waiting until after graduation. So I took it, but the only opportunity was in high school. Mm. So I gave up elementary and went to high school and I won BT of the year and beginning teacher of the year and all these stuff. And I thought like, okay, this is my time to like say and fight for my kids who are English language learners. They were representing 21 different countries. They're all failing because they were high schoolers having to learn chemistry in an English textbook and they don't they know don't the only... language. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm really going to like, this is my opportunity to, to really help them and be a part of the bigger ecosystem of the school. And it just did, there was just, it was like fires all the time at the school. So there was just nothing I could do. And I just, I, I quickly realized, okay, I'm, if I'm here, it means I'm stuck to my four walls and I can't really make much change more than that in my current circumstances. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, that's not growth for me. And that's not, that's not what I see for myself. It's really good for other people who like make it happen in their room, but it wasn't for me. So that's when I just really quickly pivoted into nonprofits just through connections. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've always been really interested in nonprofits. I've always liked working with children too. Like I would love to dive deeper into that world myself. (laughs) (laughs) You're like getting me thinking about that now. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like ruin No, you're good. No, no, you're good. Where are you originally from? Greensboro. Greensboro, okay. North Carolina. I've always lived, I've, I mean, we grew up, we were born in Greensboro, grew up there, and then I went to Chapel Hill for school and had a stint in six months in Italy to study abroad. It was my second major, which I chose just for the study abroad aspect. And because, I mean, my family was Italian, <laughs> but loved that. And then went to state for my master's. So that moved me to Raleigh. And then once I started teaching in Wake County Public Schools, that's when I started my blogging account because the school day would end at like, I'd get up at the, I'd get up at 6.05 every day and I'd make it into school by six. 35. Oh my God. <laughs> I would literally give myself five minutes because I would rather do anything than wake up early. But then the school day would end by like 2.45 and then, you know, mm-hmm. lesson planning and stuff. I'd be home before anyone else, any of my housemates. So that's when I started the the blog. 
and then I, because of my job with Barnhill, our headquarters is in Rocky Mount. So that moved me to Rocky Mount two years ago. Oh, okay. What year was it when you started the blog? It was November of 2017. So about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was still living, I was still in Raleigh then. I'd been in Raleigh for like three years then. Mm-hmm. And you were teaching, how long were you teaching for? Like I two years, three? For two years total. And it was that last year of teaching that I started it. Mm-hmm. Mid-year, yeah. And then you move over to nonprofit for a bit. And you're, yeah, you know. almost a year doing that side of nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And then you end up at Barnhill and Rocky Mount. Do you like Rocky Mount? What's that like? Oh my gosh, it was an adjustment, but I do love it. I do love it. And I'm also, it's like, I'm older now. And yeah. so like this works for me. I, as a food blogger, it's difficult. We do have like great restaurants. There's just like six of them. So I eat yeah. them. <laughs> you go through the them maybe a little faster. <laughs> And so I do real like that stuff really gets to me. And so, and I mean, in one way, it's a double-edged sword. It's like, as a food blogger, I wish I had more options here. But also as a food blogger, I have more of an excuse to get back into Raleigh every week. So I'll head there like on the weekends, pretty much every weekend if I can. Mm-hmm. When you started blogging, was it RDU Gems? Is that what you always called it? Yeah, it was. What did it look like? Like, have you evolved it? I I yeah. didn't scroll too far back. Oh I mean, I didn't start from the beginning. You but. should have, because it's a nightmare. <laughs> so I started it, and I kind of feel like before I even get to that, I mean, there's just so much background in, into even starting it. But my sisters had, I had taken a food class at Carolina and kept a culinary journal. They like, it was this whole like food and experience class. So we would go to restaurants every Tuesday or Thursday and like write down the experience. And that was part of the honors course. And so like, even after I graduated, I would take this culinary journal on all of our family trips, everywhere we ate. And I was like documenting everything and I lived for it. I still have it and use it. But eventually, like, you know, after I graduated, my sister was like, okay, you really should find a way. It got to the point where my friends were like, can you bring over your culinary journal and read it to my son for his bedtime story? What? Oh, my goodness. I, it was like that level. I need to hear those <laughs> and entries. And so um, my sister was like, okay, you're at the, like, you've got to take this online and share it with the people somehow. And she's like, my friend is doing this in Charlotte and his is like a huge account now. It was like one of the first ones that Charlotte ever have, which is like also kind of key to success and how the market is. But she had encouraged me. And so I had Mm -hmm. no idea where to start, but I was just like posting every day a countdown in November, like the 20, almost like the 25 days of Christmas. And then like the pic- the pictures were all pixelated. It was so, and I was just like really trying hard. But then you get the, I started taking classes on like Instagram blogging and things like that actually that year. And that was really helpful just to know the basics. And I just like, I'm a hobbies kind of person. I'm like a crafty kind of person. So it's just like working a craft and, mm-hmm. you know, learning what you like about it, like the photography and getting the story, all that stuff. And so it's definitely yeah. evolved. And now I feel like, and every step of the way, I've also had like three interns over the past three years and they all, I could not have done it without them because they all helped me advance it in different ways. And my 
my teammate now, her name's Morgan. She's awesome. She has like taken the page. I don't know if you like recently, I'm really proud of how. <laughs> no, I follow you. Like, <laughs> like I've been following you. So I know. So recently she's like got the presets going and those are like for sale now on our website. And it's just like so aesthetically pleasing. And I just could not be happier with how it looks better than right now. Okay, let's go back to you taking that class at Chapel Hill, this food class where you go and just enjoy meals and I'm sure like are taught, you know. It was hard too. How to enjoy a meal maybe. (laughs) And so you're just journaling your experience and you you end up loving it. You know, you become passionate about it. If you didn't take that class, do you think you would be where you are with this blog? No, no way. Absolutely not. I just... I, it's something about what you said. I And this is something my boss actually said recently, but part of giving an opportunity to someone is just so that they can have the chance to be inspired. Because how how can mm-hmm. you expect someone to do something or become interested in something without ever having the opportunity to know it and love it? Totally. And so I just was like, it's crazy because this class is such a hidden gem. And at that point, I don't know about the politics of it now, but like you had to know about it and apply for it from before you were even into college yet. Wait, what? Like I was applying for it and like would apply. You don't get a response back. It's like you're applying into the abyss of the world. It's like a little secret, like society. It wasn't even in Carolina yet. And they're like, you just keep applying, just keep applying every four years. My sister had gone to Carolina and one of her friends had been in the class. And at that point they were like, also flying you to Europe as your last senior trip and going to Paris Mm -hmm. and things like that. Ours was dumped down to New York, but it was just as good. Yeah. Um, And so I was applying, applying, applying. And it's a really small cohort of like 12 to 15 students that get in. And it's Mm -hmm. literally no joke. You're writing pages, two pages twice a week and doing a 40 page thesis at the end. So it is like you have to earn your keep. (laughs) Yeah. But it was a blessing. And like, I, I, anytime I can give credit somewhere, I give it back to our professor. He was amazing. Mr. Jim Ferguson. Like, I can't believe you had to apply before you even got yeah, into college. Yeah. Like, got accepted. That's crazy. Anything that helps. I was all for it. <laughs> but I find it so interesting that not only you took this course and obviously fell in love, but you, like, still took your journal, like, out and about to restaurants, like, after and, like, years after, you know? I like, that you maintained this where. I feel like so many people would, who maybe even have the same passion just would at a point like, oh, I forgot my journal or, you know, like just like I leave know. it in a drawer and kind of forget I about know. it. And I'm sure everybody took different nuggets of the experience. You know, like yeah. I'm, I doubt that everybody else in that group, if any of them, they were all awesome. But, you know, I, I'm just that kind of person <laughs> anyways. Yeah, no, I love but it. I'm sure everybody walks away with something. What was like the passion behind like journaling? Like what kept you, you know, wanting to do it after the class? I was an English major. So like I'm already like into documenting and like using your words and, and like naming things that move you. And so when I was one thing that as he gifted us the culinary journal, he was like, he, he sent you, we would meet Tuesday nights in his home. 
and dine together. And then Thursday nights, we'd go out to make this book. But he showed us this wall in his library and it was all of his volumes of his culinary journals. And he was like, over the years, I've, I always take it with me and I document, you know, what I ate, what we conversed about, who was there, because as my marriage grows, as I travel the world, we always think back to like, what was that one meal or what would this pair with? And, and you like go back in time to food and the taste or the memory and the conversation and just like the bliss of forgetting, you know, all the chaos of your day job or all the frustrations or things that went wrong that day when you're like sitting at a table and truly enjoying that moment. And so I was chasing that. Like I just, I was trying, I heard that and I was like, I want to be that. And I want to, I want my life to like kind of have these artifacts. You just sold me. And I think it's, I need to get a journal now. I love it. I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. it. It could be a book. I think you could turn this into a book. I think you could take your journal and make a book out of it. I, I'm not joking. Like, <laughs> Okay. I'll give credit to you if I do. <laughs> no, but I mean, it sounds, I love the concept. I love it. It's, it's a really, you know, instead of just an everyday journal too, and you know, you typically write when you're really feeling down or really happy. It's usually like a high or low that's making you write. Mm-hmm. This is connecting you like back to like great memory, like everyday memories, but that are beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, and sharing a meal and having probably great conversations. Mm-hmm. I love that concept. Yeah. yeah. So you start doing this and at a point your sister's like, okay, you have your journal is getting out of control. You got to stop telling it to your friends, babies. Like you need an <laughs> outlet. This is your new hobby. Not new, but you know, you need to turn this more into a hobby. And so that's when you decide I'm going to, you know, start this Instagram blog. And I remember telling my, I lived in a house with 13 people on P Street at that point. And, (laughs) and so I, 13 13 people. people, And I remember telling them and they were like, they were like, this is so you, first of all. And like, (laughs) you are an event, like I'm an Enneagram seven and like after the adventure anyways. And I like to like jam pack my schedule. So I was like, I'm hopping all over Raleigh and getting a high off it. And I just like, that's what I did. I spent the rest, like I would get off work and just like go to four places and just talk to the, like ask for the manager or the owner and get the story and be like, I, when I first started, I would buy my own gift cards. I'd buy $5 gift cards. My first giveaway was Sir Walter Raleigh. I went at the coffee <laughs> shop and I bought my own $5 gift card yeah. and I did a giveaway for it. And it was like super <laughs> successful for $5. And now it's like the game is, that's not how you play the blogging game. But I had no idea. But it was so but I love that. <laughs> like starting out, you know, just a $5 gift card and like people go probably nuts over it. I know, I know. And I met amazing people. It was really, it honestly made me fall more in love with like, like I'm really big on community too. And I just didn't know to what extent. And I feel like it broadened how I saw community and like how impressive the people that make up Raleigh and any community, it's like when you get to know the stories behind the shop fronts and, you know, where your food is coming from, mm-hmm. it is so, it is really neat. And just, it's like, we wouldn't, 
sir, we wouldn't have the same life without it. We wouldn't have those moments to look forward to of going and like enjoy treating ourselves or enjoying it or feed like the basic sustenance of it. And so I don't know. I just, I like taking time and reflecting on that aspect of it. So I would just, and I was really all about like belonging then, because I think when I first moved to Raleigh, I struggled. Like Mm -hmm. I was, it, it was that age where I had just graduated college and I was like, I was on top of the world in college and had all the freedom, but also not a lot of responsibility. And now it was freedom, yeah. but too much, like a lot of responsibility and I'm tired AF. <laughs> all the responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do I, how do I fit in here? And Valley was big to me at the time. I was living on Peace Street, so it was like right downtown and didn't know enough people. And so I was like, this mm-hmm. is my adventure to like figure it out now. So that was like a part of the story. And then once I felt comfortable of where to go, I was like, I really want other people. Like I wanted my page to be part of other people's story of figuring that out for themselves. Mm-hmm. So that kind of was the, like where that passion came from. I am falling in love with your story. I love that you start, like, I don't know, maybe if I became a blogger, like, I don't know, like maybe I'd go eat at the, the places, you know, and like figure out like, but I like, but I love how you, you know, connected with the managers, the owners of these restaurants, you know, cafes mm-hmm. and, you know, heard their story, which is so special. And I also love how you, you know, are in Raleigh, you're, you know, you went to Chapel Hill, but you know, you're like a real adult now, you're not in college. So you have the responsibility. Right. And even if you grew up in Raleigh, like I grew up in Cary and I went to state and, you know, when I graduated, I kind of felt like, wow, my world just kind of shrank a lot even though I'm like from this area I feel like either my friends moved her away or like we're just like in different places with work and stuff it's so crazy um and so like you like took action with with those like feelings and you know your Mm -hmm. free time and you took action you had an opportunity and you had an idea and you went for it where I think so many of us like may not take the action Everybody has their own path. And I think personality has a lot to do with it. And that was kind of the fun thing This, as a last point. When I was living with those 13 people, and this is what I love. I, this is one of my favorite things I love about my page. It got to a point where, and like often I wouldn't want to go by myself, but I had a different schedule, like I said, as a teacher. Mm-hmm. But when I could, I could bring someone who's like personality wasn't to be the one to start the page, but wanted to you know, wanted mm-hmm. to figure out where to go and what they liked and wanted to try the menus, but didn't have someone to go with. There wasn't dating someone or all that. Yeah. And getting to do it, like bring those people along with me and treating them and, and sharing that like curiosity with them, or like, even if they were quiet, I, it's not for everyone to be the leader in that way, but to mm-hmm. fit you know, all different personality types to engage with it. That's been really cool. And to share it with my friends. Is there, when you were starting in the early days, was there a cuisine that you just maybe, you know, you were like trying for the very first time or no? I guess Laotian. I hadn't had Laotian. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I believe that's what Brewery Bavana mm-hmm. was inspired by. But otherwise, I'm like a very adventurous eater, like any type of seafood. I mean, not like there's I lived in Thailand for a couple months and they I so I love Thai food. 
but when it gets to like congealed blood, it just does not work for me. So like, I'm not saying I eat anything, but for what Raleigh has, I feel like the only, that was the big question mark. Everything else is kind of like really cool, but yeah, not crazy. Okay. So you're posting and, you know, you started this blog and it's active and you say you took some classes to help you know, figure it out, Mm -hmm. how to make it more successful, how to, you know, just hone in this craft of yours now. Can you talk about some of the classes you took? Yeah. So, well, I feel like I can't remember all of them, but I know that the main one I took was called the Spark Society. And I feel like there's probably more updated resources in the past three years. But again, this is three years ago and I would be on Instagram. And if you're pursuing something, then you're already like Googling it all the time. Or I would be just like Mm -hmm. searching for anything, anybody's comments on it really. And because of that, then like Instagram shows you the sponsored content of like the people who are selling those. So I feel like if you are looking for them, then just, you know, pay attention to your sponsored content that's showing up on your page. So there's a couple things that, and there was like, they, they're like, give me your email and I'll give you the one off course. So I would sign up for things like that and learn like photography or learn branding or learn um, like Instagram business plans and things like that from these one off courses. But then I was getting the sponsored ads for Spark Society. And this woman had, you know, I think it was like a hundred thousand followers. And she was, she, Trish, her courses go over branding and then leading into content planning and then leading into like creating your niche and your Mm -hmm. top selling points and then having a plan for it how and when to do sales and so that was like pretty that was pretty in like intensive and it was worth the money for me because I learned I like wanted to learn it and I was interested in it so I learned a lot from that yeah. How have you mastered your beautiful photos that you, you post of the food? Was that a skill you had to acquire or is that something that just came natural? You had those it's, skills. No, I mean, it's not natural because you can see how bad they used to be. <laughs> and still we're like... No, I mean, no one scrolls that far back. <laughs> that's why I post so much. Because <laughs> they're gorgeous, those No, um, I mean, it's all relative, but definitely practice helps. And like you get, I mean, up in your iPhone, I use my iPhone and I'll do like everything in portrait mode now. And so, I mean, that Mm -hmm. helps. And then you just like realize like for us, once you go through the branding and you realize what colors you want to highlight, then you can really start like mapping out what you want to see. And so you know, you're you're designing the tablescape in that way and bringing things to the foreground or the background. So it starts like becoming a science, but I'm like by no Mm -hmm. means a professional photographer nor know what I'm talking about. So we just, Morgan has taken it to another (laughs) level because then she created presets, like I said, and she's like, I guess it's, who are they? Gen Z? Is that the young ones? (laughs) I think that's the the young ones. <laughs> These youngsters, they are serious about it even more than me. And I'm like, where are you? Where, is this on TikTok? <laughs> yeah. Where are you learning this? Well, they like really grew up in this age. Like 
you know she's, she's like yeah I would have no idea how to do that she wants me to get better and she's like you have got to take your pictures behind the same background like it doesn't matter if you you map it out for the colors like it really only does so much unless you do it on the same background every time and I'm like I was just like no <laughs> I was like this is not my day job nobody's paying me yeah. to do this <laughs> and I drew yeah. a hard line but she's really brilliant with it and like I said she like she's the master of presets and they've helped so much and so shout out to her on our website that just launched we um she's selling her presets and those are super helpful like my sister just said my sister is older and I don't mm-hmm. know I don't think she's a millennial but older than that <laughs> <laughs> who am I to say but um she had her baby and she was like we don't have nice phones do you have presets to just like help our pictures for, for like our baby album Aww, and I was like yeah. that is a really good idea so I just think those little tools help yeah they totally do because I was just on your page and I'm like I that makes sense they're presets too. using I'm like I don't even know what a pre- I mean I know what a preset is but how often like you know should I yeah. use the same one on all of them like yeah. I need oh. I need an intern called Morgan who's gonna <laughs> save me She's mine oh my gosh everybody's gonna offer her a job now <laughs> <laughs> they don't know her contact <laughs> no honestly that's a service that we offer though so if there's people who are like looking for one-off like brand, like branding refinement then Mm -hmm. we actually do consults and she can help brands like come up with that brand, like what vibe they're going for, what energy, Mm -hmm. what, um, like how they want people to feel when they look at your site and then can create a preset. And look, I was throwing on, I wasn't throwing on anything. I would just edit an apple. Like I would do, um, there's like, I guess presets within apple, but they're not hard enough. They're not like branded enough. And so I was using those before, but now that she has presets, it's like, I actually do take more time, probably three more minutes on every picture to select the colors that I do want to like really enhance to make it vibe with the rest of the page. So that's a sacrifice I had to make, (laughs) but I did it and I'm glad I did. So she's actually helping different people with like you know, we work together on helping them through branding and those conversations. And then she can make presets for, you know, and then you're one and done. Once you have it, you roll with it on all, everything mm-hmm. and it makes your page look amazing. Okay. Everyone needs that. I need it. <laughs> I need to check into it. You have 10,000 followers on Instagram, which is nuts. Ah! Um, how has your growth evolved from the beginning? Do you like yeah. remember when you know started really seeing followers? It's been so sporadic, honestly, and it's like it's all it's the algorithm, I guess. But um, and that, it's just so hard for someone who's not. I don't like. I actually don't like being on my phone all the time. And mm-hmm. so, for someone who like wants to prep the post, get it out, and then put my phone away and be with my people or read or whatever it's hard to keep up with that stuff. And so when I first started, like, I, I think it, first of all, it's all, it is a, about engagement. And so there's like a couple tips, but at the end of the day, you also have got to keep up with how the algorithm changes. And like, that's why it's been so sporadic for me. But um, 
I mean, I do keep track of like a data spreadsheet. I'm such a nerd. No. <laughs> but I like do keep track of growth over time. So I'll like check in every month or so or give that to an intern to like just write down our analytics just to have and see how it progresses over time. And I know that in the beginning, I was like engaging all the time. So like, you know, hopping onto people's profiles who were visiting the same place as me and commenting, like, what did you order? And like actually taking their advice and like with purpose connecting with people Mm -hmm. and engaging with them and then doing giveaways helps. And then I think your content matters, like having good content and wanting people to like, not just visit your page, but have it be worth a follow. And then, um, you know, you can't neglect it. So hopping on your stories all the time. And so it's just like, there's seasons for everything. And when I first bought, like we just bought a house in Rocky Mount and like, there's just seasons of when you can pay attention to it, when you can't. And it's mm-hmm. all relative. Like my goal, when I first started, I was like, I just want, I do want, I want to get to 10K. And I just, I want it to mean something to people. And I want it to have, I want it to be with intent that people are following me. And it's so cool because now we're engaging with our followers and like popping in and saying, what do you want to see this year? Are you actually paying attention to COVID hour changes? Do you want to see our suggestions for to go? What are you wanting to see? And people were giving like some brilliant insights that we would have no idea that they were paying attention to like when I would pop in and say, oh my gosh, Tupelo has BOGO right now, like drop everything and run. And they were like, they were like, we need those cues. And so, and, and then, you know, now we've discovered guides and we're like all about the guides. They're so fun to me. And so asking them what guides and it's stuff I would have never thought of on my own. And so like taking their ideas and actually being able to provide what they want to see is really neat. But at the end of the day, it's all relative. Like at, successful bloggers have a hundred thousand or 300,000 or whatever, it, or a thousand and they're bosses. And, and so it's all relative at the end of the day, but I was really happy with that for sure. Well, I'm glad you've reached your first goal. I'm sure there will be plenty more because I I personally really do follow your Instagram and I absolutely love, I live in Raleigh, I've been to many of the restaurants that you post of, but I love seeing your take on them. And then I love hearing, you know, recommendations where I'm like, well, I kind of heard something bad or their Yelp doesn't look that great, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I fully feel what you're trying to give off. Thank like you. It fully comes through. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Were you ever worried or nervous or concerned about what people would think of you when you really started putting yourself out there more with the blog or no? I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, because if that's not you, which is totally cool. I, I'm not shy and I'm not. I don't normally care, but I just have the funniest memories of like, there was this group when I first started that was doing influencer nights. And it was like the cool thing if you were invited. And then they would host it at like a club or something. And I, I would rather go to a bar, like I'd rather go to Pelagic or yeah. anywhere else <laughs> <laughs> yes than a club like I'm thinking like still life vibes honestly it was still, <laughs> it was still life and so I would show up and I'd be like 
like a girl about to start <laughs> I'm young but I do have a, I did have my first gray but like a, a girl starting to gray and like my first wrinkles and there would be like NC State cheerleaders with like 25,000 followers there oh and, my gosh and I like could not give to I I would I would care about them as people but it just wouldn't impress me like mm-hmm. I, I but I would be like I am so embarrassed to be here but at the same time this is what I want to do and I'd just be at such yeah. a conflict and be like what are these girls thinking of me and do I need to be like do I need to be more like them and like you know was that phase I swear to god three years ago these girls in college would wear like bralettes and like fishnet tops and it's just so not me no I'd be like showing up in like my oversized cardigan you know like with maybe some you know, oh my jeans. gosh it was so not me and so that was not the group that I needed to be a part of and I figured that out so there was moments of that and then there was moments of like so I remember one one of my housemates who was r- mostly supportive of me but just a very honest kind of personality and she was like you've really got to be careful because if you say the wrong thing then everybody will turn <sighs> on you and I will say this is cancel culture so that, there that's is true a now caution to, there's a caution to be had she was wise beyond her to her years but at the time I was like okay that's not going to stop me though and I guess you do have to wrestle with kind of morals of what you are willing to report and and like, I'm just not, I almost, there, there's been one time that I did a negative review and I was like, I just would rather, and I would rather be honest with the owner and just say, I can't post anything because this is what happened. And I, you know, I'll give you guys another shot, but I do want you to know and give them that chance. And that's why I, you won't see a lot of negative things, but it's just like, it kind of gets into more morals from there for me. Yeah, I love that. I mean, no one wants, I mean, to see negative reviews, you know, or like post, you know, things that aren't positive in my opinion. And and I think that's so much nicer going to the owner and letting them know what they can work on. You know, hopefully they took it as, you know, some good feedback. And that doesn't really happen. It really doesn't happen. I I could probably count once or twice of that actually happening. Mm -hmm. And I think it's at the same place. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that just is not being uh, highlighted. <laughs> How often are you posting or reeling or storing, you know, using Instagram for your blog? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many tools for this. <laughs> I, um, I was posting every day and I would look on my analytics on like the hot t- time for my followers to be on mm-hmm. and I would schedule it around then. And I use a later for my scheduling but the free version, because we don't have a budget in RDU Gems World. <laughs> so you only get 30 posts. And now that I'm like upping my Mind the Gems page, mm-hmm. so my, it's like if and when we, and people, you know, when I ask people for feedback of what they want to see, they're like, we really want to see like day trips and excursions and ideas to get out because hashtag COVID. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was like, that really isn't, RDU gems but if I'm on at mine the gems then I could make that into like the gems of different cities so now that I'm posting on both pages equally 
I post every other day at the right time for that account. And I still prep everything on later. Mm -hmm. But that's what's working for us. Oh my goodness, that's a lot. (laughs) And so are you, you travel to Raleigh, you said almost every weekend for the Instagram? Yeah, and it's before COVID, I, I would sometimes work in our Raleigh office. So after work, I could head out, um, uh, even on the weekdays. There was like there was a season when I was working in when I was living in Raleigh, that I would schedule like a breakfast, lunch, and dinner with different restaurants to try and like get the most out of my day and like give co- prep enough posts for the month. Yeah, and so, <clears throat> but yeah, now I'm and Morgan lives in Clayton, and so we'll meet up at a different, we try and do a different place every weekend and we'll work on the blog together and opening our shop together and kind of the business stuff and mm-hmm. um, try another, a new place. Yeah. That's, that's wild. How did you in the beginning reach out, I guess, to, you know, I imagine at a point you were dining at these restaurants, you know, for free for your content to be posted um, highlighting them. How did you create that relationship with restaurants? Mostly over Instagram. Okay. Yeah, most of mostly over Instagram. And if it was like, if I was impressed, and I'll say it did take me a while to like, I probably had one or 2000 before I started like negotiating an exchange. Mm-hmm. And so I would reach out to them and just say, we'd love to feature you. Is there anything that you would want featured? And I like, and some of them would find me. And I think part of that is branding and mm-hmm. it would be small mom and pop shots. But at that point I was taking anything and was like, I'll try anything. If you're good with that, I'll try it. And so like this one bake shop sent like two dozen like random cupcakes to our house. And my roommates thought it was the best day ever. Oh, Where of they were course. Like, Surprise cupcakes. And so it was like, I mean, they didn't even have a storefront. She was just doing it out of her kitchen and things like that. But then, you know, I feel like the bigger your account gets, the more it carries some weight with the mm-hmm. larger restaurant groups. And yeah, all over Instagram. And, that, and then you just go from there saying, you know, if this has value for you, then, you know, I'd love to feature you. And I just, you know, need a time and place to take the photos. Too. Yeah. And some of them... I was just going to say that some of them, like, it's this, that isn't their job. Like, their job is to be good at the food and being, like, the artist and Mm -hmm. the scientist behind making it taste amazing. And so it's, like, Instagram, it can be a burden for some of them. And so it's actually, it can be, if, if you approach it the right way and with the right intentions and motivations, then it can be a really big blessing for them. And like some of them were like, can we use these photos for our menu? And like, so like wow. Benfish was like, like, I think they just, they're amazing. And they just like, they needed to focus on what they're good at. And for us, like, I feel like we could really help people with taking the content and prepping their monthly posts. If it's like their day job is not to worry about Instagram and there's ROI to be had on Instagram, Mm -hmm. then it could really help them to like have somebody who knows what they're doing, can do it quickly. It's more efficient for everybody to just run and take over that prep the post for 30 days and then, you know, check in every month. How interesting. And that's something I didn't even like 
you know, see you connect the dots. So do you work with restaurants and do that for them? I don't, but I would love to. Yeah, I think you're saying such a good point. Like, and I know these places. Is that a good like, pitch? Yeah, that was a good pitch. That was a great pitch. I'm not joking. I was like, wow. Like, I was like, you have like a whole nother business going on over here. There's a lot we have to dig into. No, but it, like I was, we were at Iris the other week and that, the, their mm-hmm. owner, he is hilarious. And he's like, he was just so into it. And he popped over and they were slammed. Like everybody wants some Iris coffee right now. And so yeah he was like I hope they turned out great and I was like showing him I was like oh my god look at I we probably took like a hundred burst photos that he was not actually interested uh-huh. in and I was like I can airdrop these to you and he's like I mean <laughs> <laughs> well but I mean I'm sure some are very like they know Instagram yeah. you know they have to maintain that and get that going but but I just love that outreach right there with them how did you take from you know connecting with them to start monetizing well honestly since covid it's such a touchy subject that maybe some other people are approaching and i'm missing out on the market but i'm just not comfortable with that right now because i just sympathize and empathize with restaurants so much right now and i feel like media is and I was just on I don't know if you're familiar with Institute for Emerging Issues at NC State but Mm -hmm. they just held a reconnect for the future event and had a panelist of Raleigh owners like the owner of Garland for example and she made a really good point like media is media controls the narrative and like we still need support and there's so much that people aren't hearing that like you know, we're still a hurting community and healing from it. Mm -hmm. And I want to be part of like the good media. And I don't feel like we hear enough about who's closing and how they're not providing for their employees who are providing for their families and things Mm -hmm. like that. And so I guess that's kind of informing my decision right now to take our shop on mindthegems.com to be more products that we can sell ourselves than having to lean on into the restaurant industry. But Mm -hmm. before, I mean, if, I mean, you really, you start, when people start DMing you and you're not doing all the sales and outreach yourself, then you start realizing that, okay, this has value. And, and honestly, like I am, if I only come into Raleigh once a week now, I can't make it to all of them. Mm -hmm. So I have to send out my media kit and see, show them what it's valued at, show them my statistics, the analytics that I keep track of, what a product would look like. And then if they're willing to pay for that delivery on the exposure, then we can come up with a custom package for them or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. and we'll go from there. And if they're, if they can't do it, then by all means, I totally understand. And I'm just like, I just have a waiting list to, to get to your place. So yeah if that's okay with you. Cool. Yeah. Well, I love how transparent you are. And I also love how, you know, during this year, you're just thinking so much about these restaurants that are truly being affected and the ones that are closing that, you know, we, you know, we might see a byline about it in the news and observer and, you know, not really realize, you know, everyone affected. Yeah. And it's such a, 
Oh, it's such a hard thing. And I'm not even on the direct line. Like part of me feels bad for even trying to empathize because I'm just not even in the mix. Mm-hmm. But it's hard right now because now you're seeing the people that are taking their storefront and it's like another restaurant that you want to support. Mm-hmm. But there's just like a conflict. I don't know, maybe it's so personal to me with like, you know, going back to documenting all these memories and things like that. But it's like when you know the owner and you know, you start to know their staff and then you see it as another business that you want to support. It just, it just makes it harder. Yeah. So mine, the gems, which I love, I need to follow, but that's really kind of like the back like behind the scenes type of thing like you going out and actually enjoying it more about you focused you know maybe yeah all about you in a sense I mean you know showing us what it's like so it was my personal account and it's definitely like I have not I've like dropped off my personal account in the past two years focusing on RDU gems so now that I was hearing you know people actually saying which I've always had in the back of my head, like, do I look into gems of Rocky Mountain? Do I create another account for that? And like, do I have the headache time to figure that out and maintain it all? But, um, so that's like always been an idea. But when I started hearing it from followers, then I was like, okay, having an umbrella brand. And I'm also, and I feel like some of my learnings from COVID and just part of my journey is like, I'm very faith-based and want a space to like cultivate that for people who you know are interested in being spurred on in their faith and also like people were like well you bought a house so show us your house and like show us oh yeah are you doing renovations because I'm interested (laughs) yes and so that's and like we were just doing house projects this past weekend and they failed and I was like well y'all this did not go as planned but I'm here to tell you (laughs) that it's okay And so, I mean, it turned out fine. We just spent twice as much time, um, you know, doing it, ripping it out, doing it again. And it looks like pretty good. Good. Anyways, it's that kind of stuff. It's definitely more me and my actual life in Rocky Mount and then some faith elements and then um, just like wherever I hop to with travel and travel itineraries on the blog. So it just like broadens. Mm -hmm what different people are looking for and it matches it with our blog that's like an actual website so that if you're you need to look up an itinerary or a certain topic then you actually have the place to go to instead of having to scroll on Instagram yeah I love that I love the whole concept do you want to take this full-time one day would you like this to be your full-time gig in another life in another life I think it would be I like I love my my real day job. Mm-hmm. I could not imagine doing anything else. I just, it's so weird. I love it so much. And I really want to get, I just want to keep getting really good at what I do during the day too. So in another life, I would. And I, it would be neat though, if it continued to grew. I don't think that means I have to give it up. I just think if it continued to grew, I think it would be really great if it did turn into like a monetized business and I could pay someone to work with them to do it as a part-time job or full-time job, who knows, but yeah, to be at a, a level where it would warrant 
someone to be a steward over it, that would be maybe the, maybe you're helping me name my next big goal. Good. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be super cool. I mean, I can't imagine that it's not going to continue to grow. So I'm excited to see what your future holds. Also, this book that I'm telling you that, you know, you could drop. <laughs> I love it. Ooh. You already have all of the, you know, journal entries. True, and I have all the time in the world, clearly. <laughs> yes, clearly you are not trying to tackle everything. That's the oil change catastrophe tonight. No, I do too much in a day. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's perfect because I want to know what your typical day looks like. I kind of want to like know what your schedule looks like. And I know that's super different that now you're in Rocky Mountain, not easily accessible to restaurants. Yeah. And like newly married too. I spend so much more time at home than I ever did in my whole life. But I, it's because I love my husband. <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like it's so weird. Do you want to know in a COVID year or a non-COVID year? Whichever one you want to share, both, any, honestly. Well, I feel like the reality is what it is now. So, yeah. um, I mean, we go into the office at eight. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you wake up 30 minutes before the office like you used to? <laughs> or do you give yourself more time? <laughs> no, I get up an hour before now. So I get up around seven. But we do have a Peloton coming next week. Oh, so my goal is to get up even earlier when my husband gets up because he has to commute into Raleigh every day. And so maybe I'll work out while I don't have to be ready at him. But anyway. Wow. I could never. <laughs> but I like your goals. I like them. Yeah. So yeah, go into the office and then I'm 50-50 with the company and the foundation, like I said. So like right now I'm meeting with our different divisions on strategic opportunities to get plugged into the community, which gives me so much life because there's so many amazing nonprofits that I want our employees to be exposed to. And like, especially now more than ever, if people can get, which is hard to ask out of an employer. So I know not everybody has this um, privilege, but if people can get five hours to go and get their hands dirty to give back, I just feel like there is something healing about that and mm -hmm. gives you a shift in perspective and gives you like just the oomph to go back to work the next day and remember the kid you helped or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And if employers are looking for that, there's a couple that just will create the best, most intentional opportunities for that. Rock Solid comes to mind. They do play sets for pediatric cancer patients all across the state. It doesn't matter where your business is located. They will place, you know, they'll take, they'll take you and create an experience for your employees. And it's amazing. So anyways, I meet with them and then I run them like right now we're in the middle of scholarships. So we have scholarships for North Carolina resident seniors. So if you're a senior, you can go to North Carolina Community Foundation.com and search for the REB Senior Scholarship and apply for mm -hmm. it. And um, so I'm running like scholarship programming right now and have meetings around that. And then I get off at five, but like, you know, I, you know, I normally, I, my goal, especially in marriage, and I'm still figuring this out is to do one thing every day. That's like an annoying task. And okay. so sometimes it's a return. I'm like, I always have returns piled up. I don't know why. 
<laughs> we all do. We all do. He thinks I'm crazy, but I'm like, why don't you? <laughs> My partner thinks I'm nuts. He thinks I'm nuts. And he also thinks I'm terrible because of all this plastic waste I'm using. <laughs> <laughs> These plastic bags, everything shipped in. Oh my gosh. So it's my goal to do like one tedious task a day. If it's like calling, I still have to get the age back fixed. So it's like, I do one of those things. Mm-hmm. Today it was the oil change. <laughs> and then. And you completed yeah, it. About once a week, well, Blake hasn't seen Rocky Mount as much as me because he just moved in when we got married. He, we were both, we met in Raleigh. So he was living there until we got married. And so there's so much that I want him to see and experience. And typically Rocky Mount does have like, they have this amazing place called the Rocky Mountain Mills, which has like five breweries and an incubator Mm -hmm. and like three farm to table restaurants. And they'll have festivals on the weekends and like the brewery brew gardens and things like that. And, and there's amazing places downtown. So we'll do something like that. And then we have a rest day. We try to have a rest day once um, on the weekend. And we, this is one of the things that we learned in COVID too, was like, we got to a point where we just threw our hands in the air and we're like, we will be safe, but we need community. And like, we cannot go another day without it. And it was just so weird getting married in COVID and him moving to Rocky Mount in COVID and not, and so like buying a house, you would normally have the opportunity to meet your neighbors, but it's like, you really can't. And they're calling the people they trust. and, And there's just like, you know, it's just a hard thing to navigate. The churches in Rocky Mountain have been closed and I know some in Raleigh are opening again, but it's just smaller here. And so like that wasn't an opportunity for us. And so it's just all these closed doors. And, and we were just like, we have got to make the sacrifices. Like it might not be the perfect place. And we, so we started going back to church and it's been such a huge blessing. It's actually been amazing and a surprise to us. So we're loving that. And then hop back into Raleigh and prep for the next week. When you come into Raleigh, how many places do you typically go to? I have a list. I, probably three or four. Okay. So I'll do like a coffee shop and then I'll try and like find a place to work out or something or a park. Like oh, I miss the parks. And um, like I love Poland Park or Shelly Lake. And then I always try and go to Trader Joe's because we don't have one here. And then um, a lunch or dinner spot. And then like a lot of my friends still live there. So if I'm able to see one of them or bring them along with me, then that's another stop or they join. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. You have a busy, busy day life. Also just so many crazy new changes that amazing changes in your life all through COVID though. I know. I know it's crazy and I feel like that was such a humbling experience especially with like your what I don't know there's so many things like his Blake's dad we lost him at the very beginning of it was the week that we were working from home and it was like just not a conversation you want to have I get that it's normal now, but at that point we were still like, do you do a funeral and how do you honor him? Yeah. And so it's like that. And then like Blake had just proposed three days before. And so we got to share our engagement with him, which was really special. But then it was like awkward to think about the wedding 
and we just and all of that was work from home so then we planned the whole wedding and then our venue was closed our band still wasn't taking any book like they rejected it but all of our payments are still in Greensboro so we moved like 200 person wedding to 25 at our front door of the house that we had literally just bought like two months before <laughs> we were like, oh I love that what? is this like the Lord is good and he definitely is orchestrating all of it but it was still humbling and like I thought I was going to be a boss like to a T like run the wedding myself be my own wedding coordinator (laughs) and um and everything fell apart but the day actually turned out amazing but I I, it was really hard I cried all the time (laughs) <laughs> I, I I can't I can't I can't imagine I can't imagine going through all of that and especially such a high and low at a you know early on yeah 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 exactly but I'm glad it worked out I'm glad you did have your wedding I know so many people are struggling with that oh my gosh I know oh and I like I hate people who gosh I had some people who would just be the expert bride that give you uh-huh. the advice. And I was like, but were you a bride in the pandemic? Yes. Please <laughs> tell me how you have any historical like information about this situation. I, it was just so it was that that is honestly what probably what broke the camel's back because it was so hard to please everyone because one side of our family was like super into being very safe and cautious and was expecting like it was shut down and the mm-hmm. other half was like we don't go anywhere like we live in the sticks and like we're gonna be fine yeah and it was just so hard to navigate all of that and so anyways the expert brides and I was just like at the end of the day I don't want to be that person telling anybody to do it anyway but I'm personally so glad that we ended up getting married because if we were to keep pushing it, then it's like, there will never be a perfect time for, no. for, I don't even know until when, and we're still planning our wedding part two yeah. <laughs> because we have all that, you know, contracts in Greensboro and I'm like, it's still not going to be much different. I don't think so. I don't know what we're going to end up doing. I'm like yeah. punting that for as long as I can. So I don't make the same mistake twice. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, even though we're seeing so much hope with these vaccines and opening up again, I mean, we have no idea. I mean, you said a 200 person wedding, you know, if you're going to have even over 100, I don't, there's no date, you know. I don't even know if that's legal yet. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not looking into it. <laughs> yes, good. I mean, you're married and that's like probably the best feeling ever. Yeah, yeah. I, I do feel bad. I think like the whole other side of me being like, who is? girl that is crying all the time but now that it's like it honestly is so much better now that it is done and we're living in the same city let alone the same house (laughs) yeah so it's great good good what is the most rewarding aspect of your blog rdu gems okay the two things that pop in my head are like forming the deep connection with the people that I'm working with all the time so like my and and supporting them on their journey and I've always enjoyed being like a mentor you know with nonprofits and things like that 
but these interns I've had have just, I've learned a lot from them and I hope that they're learning skills and also like becoming a woman through this experience and learning a lot of professional, like they're in high, so some of them high school or college, but talking with owners of these businesses and have yeah. never done that before. And so giving them the opportunity and learning their own skills. So I'm really that is very rewarding to me. I, it's like proud and also just happy to be given that kind of a role. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is like going back to belonging and just being someone who can inspire a small decision throughout the day, such as I'm tired. I don't want to go to the grocery store because that's me. And where, like, can somebody else make this decision for me? I don't know where to go. And like, if I became that place to just grab some quick inspiration and make a split second decision, that is really neat to me. So it's that kind of thing of like being a part of their story then, because I hope it turns into them being like, oh my God, we've got to go back there. And oh my gosh, is that cumin that I taste? And would that pair good with this? Yes. Raw or whatever. And then things like that. I just, I'm like, I was a little part of that. <laughs> Wait, first of all, even though you said it's a little decision, you know, like about what you're going to eat or something, it's one of the decisions we think most about. I think, you know, humans, we so spend true. so much time like dissecting everything we could eat. And, you know, especially <laughs> if you're with a friend or, you know, you're in a relationship. I mean, I don't know how many times I've had to like, I want this. No, I don't want this. Like, you know, arguing back on and forth on what we're going to settle on yes. for dinner. Oh my God. You're definitely helping people make a choice and actually getting out and getting that food. <laughs> I'm not joking. Do not downplay it. <laughs> yeah, do not downplay it because I think about what I'm going to eat after I just finished my first, my whatever meal oh my I'm on. Gosh, I love it. You've got to check out our guides then. I feel like our guides are like really the one-stop shop for that. But what's something you wish more people knew about as influencer, a digital creator, a blogger? Oh my gosh. This is like a timing thing. But I think like the online harassment is just so important to name and talk about and know that I mean I don't I try to stay out of controversies and I don't really want to take this there but like Mm -hmm. seeing everything with Rachel Lindsay did I don't know if you watch The Bachelor but she's like a bachelor figure and she deactivated her account and she was a figurehead for I would say the African-American community and Bachelor Nation to learn from her and use her experience and she deactivated which is just like suicide for your account and she got to that point because of all the um harassment and bullying and threats and for it to get to that point I just feel like some of it is stupid and petty middle schoolers who have nothing to do with their time but I am not on that level at all and I rarely get anything but there's been a handful, a very few amount of times where there have been other women who have messaged and just like really attacked what I was saying or how I was saying it and taking what I was saying 
the wrong way, which then I would address and explain mm-hmm. with them and ultimately be like, I think you're taking this the wrong way. My, my, I always say like, let's give the benefit of the doubt if they're saying what they're saying isn't how you're interpreting it. But I just think you have to go back to, at the end of the day, those bloggers are real people and like they're reading the words you're saying and they're putting so much heart. And I hope that you can see in our time together that like every, the things that I say and the things that I do, like, you know, I have an emotional tie to these restaurants now and like with their story and And so it can be, it's not just a one-off thing to them. Like this is their craft and their skill and their contribution to the world. And just to think twice before people say negative things. I fully agree. It's so sad that Rachel Lindsay, who I don't think was on the wrong side of anything with what's happened to her Instagram and social media that she's had to take take it down, which is so painful just to see that's where we're at still and the amount of hate that people give on social media is is still mind-blowing to me yeah it's hard it's hard right now because even if you're on the wrong side of things it's like to what extent do you have to bully them for that and Mm -hmm. I don't know or cancel them you know yeah It's a crazy thing in the world. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I mean, it's one, it's one thing to say like your dollars, you know, if you want to not support, if you don't agree with it, then, you know, spend your, take your business elsewhere. And I think that's like the old school mentality of it, but to then like Mm -hmm. attack their personhood and their character or tell them that they're not worth anything in this world. Like that's another level. And I don't think that there's ever any excuse to say, the things on that that kind of level so I just think you know people need to grow up and treat social media and actually talk like they would with a human being and not hide behind their screen I fully agree how do you deal with when you get like a hater someone being mean posting a rude comment or sliding into your dms you know with not kind words and and i just like again i'll say like this really i'm really not that important of a person to get this all the time so it's only happened a few times and more so like i have you know i'm friends with jenna cooper who was on the bachelor and like hearing her stories is a hundred times worse and just so it's so unwarranted and unexcusable and so hearing from her and what i do I mean, I, I, some people say not to message them back, but I always give them a chance to hear me and listen to my side of it and then, or to apologize if I need to, but most of the time it's been a misunderstanding through words. And so I've shared what I meant Mm -hmm. or, you know, where I got the information and if they just, I mean, and every every time that this has happened, which is only again, two or three times, they just keep at it. Like they will, they're not there to listen and they're not there to do anything except for pull you down. And at that point, it's like, I can't make them listen and hear anything else. So I will block them and move on with my life and go to sleep. (laughs) And then be a happy person the next day. Like it never happened because it's like, as long as you can shut them out and I hope that people, you know, never take it too seriously on that end of things, because it's really, they don't know you and they don't know Mm -hmm. what they're saying. And so it it shouldn't, 
it's hard to, when you're in the moment and they're attacking you, it's hard to believe it, but like they really have nothing of you. So you can't give it that weight. So that's why I kind of just block them. Yeah. I love, I'm, I'm so happy that they're not pulling you down. <laughs> Thank you. That's the most important, you know, you know, your mental health. And I know that can definitely be affected. Yeah. I keep my, my, like I, knowing that people who might be interested in blogging and things are, like that might listen to this. And I keep even my high schoolers that I once have in mind, because it's not just, they might get a taste of it on their own social media, but when it becomes your hobby or your job, it does, it, it's another risk that you take. So I do want people to think about it and like kind of have their inner confidence and their own worth already defined so that they can have Mm -hmm. that to go back to. So just one thing to keep in mind. Yeah, I love that. And I love that, especially with the younger kids who, you know, use social media the most and they may not have their values and their worth and full confidence yet. Yeah. We are, I can't believe it, one year into the pandemic. It is the pandemics that's that's changed the whole world, changed almost everything that we do. How have you managed COVID and continuing to blog? Since you're so heavily, you know, with restaurants and for so long, many were closed. Yeah. Right. I, well, I reached at the onset, I reached out to all of them and was like, I'm here for you. And if there's anything I can do to help you get the word out on your new hours, or, um, you know, if you just want to send me the pics, like, I don't mm-hmm. even need to get to you to take the pics, like, whatever I can do to help. And so, um, I was supporting them in that way. And now I definitely have this like an open communication policy where if anybody reaches out and I'm always asking for people to also like connect me with, you know, the next place that I should be supporting. Cause that's just the last thing I want to see is um, people to not, you know, if I could be a link to get another customer through their door, then that's what I want to pursue. So that's kind of the approach I've had all through COVID. And at the same time, I think this hitting 10K and doing the giveaways and having the opportunity after 10K to launch our website, like there's no better time than now to do the stuff that you can do from home. And so I buckled down. It actually was spurred on from my husband because he had lost his job during COVID. And so he was like, have you, he was just like dream. Mm -hmm. He's like in a dreaming stage and just was really supportive of me and was like, can, is there anything you could do? And I was like, I actually have owned this domain for the website for two or three years now. And I've never done anything with it. And it was just like the stars were aligning with hitting 10 K and releasing it. And so um, I like he just inspired me to like he was like take the time you need like do it and so um, it took a lot of learning like designing the website and things like that just so much time but it was a really fun thing to do during COVID and I'm a very like hobbies and like checklist task yeah. person so it was the right thing to do you're such a go-getter I love it <laughs> Oh my gosh, one thing turns into 300 things though. So <laughs> yeah, okay. Balls drop all the time, but just got to keep going back to what, what is the three things that is actually important for today? <laughs> yeah, I fully agree. 
Okay, yeah. I just have a few final fun random questions to wrap this up. Okay. What did you want to be as a kid? Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we all? So but poor Britney now. What, what, free Britney hashtag. <laughs> um, are you an introvert or extrovert? Extrovert for sure. Okay, your go-to drink. A daily drink would be a Brunello if I was bougie AF. And my special drink would be a Manhattan. <laughs> Ooh, fancy. Um, what skills and strengths of yours would you say has helped you the most throughout your journey? I think seeking to understand. Just because, like, I didn't know any of this. And I just, like, you have to be willing to throw yourself out there to learn it, to ask questions, to like make a fool of yourself, put yourself out there and like also like go places that you wouldn't normally go into and just be there to capture what it actually is instead of misjudging it or, you know, whatever obstacle is in your way of going in. So just like always trying to understand things for yourself and understand things to challenge yourself. I love it. What's your favorite all-time favorite meal? It changes every day. But tonight, I would say carbonara because it is such a craft to have a good carbonara. It is. It truly, (laughs) truly is. I love, like, I just love pasta too, so. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) What advice would you give someone who wants to be a blogger, influencer, digital creator? Girl, go for it. <laughs> or boy. But <laughs> just, <laughs> just do it and don't put it off. Just start it and stay true to like what you love and what you can talk about and do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, last question. Favorite book or TV show or podcast that you're into right oh now oh my gosh I've read so many good books lately but right now I'm on the last chapter of American Dirt oh I just finished it did you really yes oh my gosh talk about a thriller so thrilling edge of the sea somebody just somebody just murdered someone oh oh yes so I, I won't I won't say it into the crowd but what a story and especially because I taught ESL kids I just like some of them would talk to me about the journey of getting to America and you know would never expand to that degree but Mm -hmm. it's crazy and I just actually heard today that there was something controversial about I know did you see that but I don't I didn't read into it I haven't I'm not I can't I haven't looked into it either yet so I can't speak on it but apparently there's a interview that's informative she apparently Mm. the author was on oprah and so they discussed the controversy and she did a lot of research behind the book but i am still telling everybody from the rooftops to go and read it because regardless it is such a good Mm -hmm. novel page turner yeah i love the story and and it's such a point of view that i you know typically don't you know read or learn about totally i was so surprised and it's been so eye-opening. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much the book's based off of, if there's any true life or anything, but I'm sure there's 
you know, some truth to behind those words. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Aaron, I've had so much fun. Thank you so much. This wait ran way late. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Like, but thank this you. This so fun. I know. I've had so much fun hearing your story and I'm so excited to share it. I truly am such a big fan of your blog because- oh, thank you. Who doesn't love food, you know, and getting oh, out? Oh, thank you. Awesome. Well, have a good night. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Aaron. I hope you enjoyed it. Please leave a review, a comment, a rating below, and follow us along on Instagram at Find Your Niche Podcast.